and this is the Content Creatives Podcast. Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. Today, we're discussing a few different ways to free up your time as a creator. Whether you're creating content on the side or working as a full-time content creator, we all look for ways to free up our time as influencers. If you're feeling overwhelmed about all the things you need to do, this podcast episode is for you. But before we get started, let's do our question of the day. And the question of the day is, how has your week been going? Such a fun little icebreaker. I like this question. I feel like we need to check in more often. I know. I like this question. I actually really do. Like, I feel like it's like a fun just, how you doing? Because like, I don't know. I, it was, it's kind of ironic that we're doing this episode with this question because I was literally just complaining to Emma how I have like zero free time. <laughs> so I was like, I have no free time. I'm exhausted. I am so tired. I am so tired. I literally like I need to go to sleep. Like I'm probably going to take a nap after this. I'm just tired. Um, it, but it's all like really good stuff. Like I feel really good because there's so many amazing things going on in my life. Like I am so happy right now. It's just, oh man, she needs a nap. <laughs> she needs a nap. <laughs> um, for me, I mean, coming off like this ho- long holiday weekend, um, we're recording this like, you know, just like the end of 4th of July. And so um, I feel really rested. I feel like I was able to like unplugged this weekend. I like didn't turn on my laptop for three days, which is um, very rare. It's very (laughs) rare. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, I feel like it's been, I I was rested, but we did like come home yesterday and drove back from Eastern Washington. And then I had to have Holly come over and like shoot for a campaign. We had to push it back because she got COVID. Oh, no. And I was like, I was like, but she had COVID. So it's like, what are we supposed to do? So like working with the brand to like push the campaign timeline out. But that meant that I literally like came home from the Tri-Cities and like immediately like started getting ready. Yeah. And then like setting up for the photo shoot and then making sure that like we had everything ready to go and I mean I had everything ready like last week before we left but um we just like wanted to be safe and like make sure she like felt okay and then was also like testing negative and so um yeah it's it was rested kind of a rush yesterday but overall my week has been going well oh good I'm glad to hear that well I'm glad Holly's feeling better that's so ugh, COVID is a I know but beast, man. still going around even if you're vaccinated so ugh. It's okay. You know, you do the best you can. She's still here, man. (laughs) Well, anyway, (laughs) I don't know. I'm always so bad at like the transitions. I'm like, well, and we go. (laughs) And next, (laughs) we are going to be sharing six ways to help you free up your free time as a content creator. Tip number one, we've shared this with you guys before. I think this one is so important. And I know we talked about this on an episode a couple weeks back, but do the 168 hours exercise. So if you haven't listened to those episodes before or aren't familiar with the 168 hours exercise, essentially it's a time management exercise to help you see where you're spending your time. So basically that 168 hours comes from 24 hours a day times seven days a week. So you can write out how much time you're spending eating or sleeping or working, commuting, working on your side hustle or your nine to five, exercising, spending time with your family, different things that you might be doing on a day-to-day basis or like on random days. And 
take that total amount of hours and subtract it from 168. And that is your actual amount of free time. It is super important to like do exercises like this and take a look at it because whether you're a new creator or an established influencer, at some point you've probably felt like you have a lack of time to spend creating content, engaging with your audience or building your brand. And time is like a huge resource. Like that's like literally our biggest resource, really. Mm -hmm. And it feels stressful when we don't feel like we have enough time. So it is important to evaluate your time, your activities, your hobbies, your side hustles, full-time jobs, all of those things, because it is important to see that you are spending your time the way that you want to spend your time. So if you find that you're dedicating too much time to something that isn't serving you, then you can change your habits or adjust your schedule. Or you might actually find that you have more free time and then you realize like maybe this is just like all about your perception of time and being overwhelmed that oh my gosh I have so much going on which you very well might but this exercise might help you recognize I do have more time for rest than I realize like I do have more time to do the things that I enjoy that I realize or it might give you a second to say whoa I am way too busy I need to cut this out of my schedule yeah I first started doing this exercise I think I learned this my freshman year of college and it's so overwhelming especially your freshman year or even like your first few quarters you're literally like what am I doing do I have enough time to study for these midterms or work a part-time job right and just like laying it out like helped me realize oh actually I have enough time to to study like I can dedicate x amount of hours a week right to doing this extracurricular activity like it just like helps you feel a little bit better about like where your time is at so tip number two you guys another way you can free out your time as a creator is to lay out your business processes so if you want to start freeing up your time you have to know where to free up your time as a creator documenting and laying out your business processes can help you do that. We recommend laying out your processes for Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, your blog, your podcast, and whatever other social web or community platforms that you are on. If you've never laid out your business processes before, here's an example of a few business processes that go into the Content Creatives Podcast. Brainstorm and research podcast episodes once a month. It takes me, it takes us about two hours, write eight to 10 podcast outlines each month, four to eight hours, record eight to 10 podcast outlines each month, about eight hours, publish eight to 10 podcast outlines each month. And with that includes downloading the final ed- edited podcast episodes, moving them and uploading them to Buzzsprout, scheduling out episodes weeks ahead of time, um, prepping the podcast sh- show notes on each episode. That's about three hours. So documenting your processes, honestly, you guys just go through step by step and think about what you need to do to, you know, accomplish a post on a platform or a blog post, right? And then you can work backwards from there and then start to quantify what each step looks like. Yeah, because there's probably a lot more to it than you realize. Like, I think even like when you're doing that action, just like really think about everything that it takes to actually get to the point of completion. For sure. For sure. And the next one is to identify your strengths and weaknesses. So besides understanding how you're spending your time as a creator, it's also really important to identify your strengths and weaknesses as an influencer. So strengths are basically just things that come natural to you or you just have a genuine interest in them. And weaknesses might be some areas of opportunities. I Like my manager always says, like areas for growth. Mm-hmm. I always feel like that's a great way to phrase it. Um, but 
Weaknesses or areas of opportunities are things that feel much harder or might require more energy to learn or complete. And while there are current weaknesses that you might want to improve on, there are some areas that you should probably consider outsourcing in the future. Oh my gosh, outsourcing. We'll get there. But outsourcing. Mm -hmm. could spend hours talking about it. We'll get there. But here are a few examples of strengths and weaknesses. Just depending on who you are, you might categorize these in your strengths or your weaknesses. These are just things that you can look at and decide whether you find that's a strength or weakness of yours. Public speaking. Oof. I'm horrible at public speaking. Oh, really? I'm really bad at it. Oh, I'm really good at it. I know you are. I'm Wait, really bad at it. Well, you're great at the podcast. Thanks. Well, this has helped me practice, but it's also, it doesn't feel like I'm like talking to a bunch of people, you know? It's okay, like, I see. You and I are in a room. We're I feel like I come alive when I'm in front of a crowd. Girl. It's just different strengths. Strengths or weakness, right? We're do doing it. the exercise. Actually, we're doing it right real here, time. Okay. Right now. All right, go ahead. Are we going to do this for each of them? We yeah. can. Yeah, let's do it. Speaking in front of a camera. I don't, I've, I've gotten better at this one with like TikTok and stuff mm-hmm. and like stories because like you kind of have to. So like I'm, I'm better at that now. I used to be really awkward, but I think it's just like a time thing. Yeah, I would say I've gotten better at it. I'm totally fine public speaking in real time, engaging with the crowd. But for some reason, when I'm being recorded, I feel like I have to be a little bit more professional. But I'm like trying to get to being more casual, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, So sort of a strength, I would say. See, I feel like I'm like too casual <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> but it's fine. Let's see, interviewing others. <sighs> That's a. I feel like we're good at that. You're good at okay, that. Okay, because you have you're the one who writes all the questions. I feel like because I like I don't know you always like you're so good at it because like you'll just think of like things off the top of your head like off script. You're like I know this isn't on the questions list, but what about this? Because like your brain just like starts like processing what they're saying and like going like all these different directions. And for me, like I have such a one track mind. Like I hear these things and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And then I'm like, next question. Cause like my anxiety acts up and I'm like, I'm going to say something really dumb. If I try to improvise here, it's just going to ruin it. And so that I just like freak out and then I ruin it. Oh my gosh, you guys, you guys are learning. Matt, I feel like Maddie and I have known each other for quite a while but we yeah. always learn something new about each other see this is what the podcast I thought she is thought, for i thought she was great at interviewing okay oh, all right thanks. okay well you know also that does like kind of point out like you might think it's a strength or a weakness and somebody else might disagree yeah. with you because like also it's a self-confidence thing i think also like a little bit of imposter syndrome mm-hmm. yeah but yeah like, to me i've never felt like great at that collaboration we're great yeah. at Absolutely. we are great we collaborate <laughs> All the time with brands, with each other, (laughs) with friends, with family. We're collaboration experts. Organization. This is a tricky one. What you're so your calendar is so organized. What are you talking about? (laughs) No, okay, but like look at the okay, so organized when I'm traveling, yes. One thousand percent. Organized with my schedule, with my calendar, with my to do lists, yes. One thousand percent. But look around at my room, friend. It's okay. Like, my anxiety manifests itself in what Sam and I lovingly call a depression nest. And I literally just, it, my room looks like trash. No, it doesn't. Come on. You have all, it's okay. You're being nice. Okay. You're being nice. It's not very organized. But I do, I am very, I like, very, like, particular about different things. Yeah. It's funny with me. I'm kind of, I feel like I'm similar where it's like schedule, um, content that needs to be published, like all that stuff. But like you go into my, my office is also 
a bit messy right now, but that's okay because I go in and I throw my stuff down from mm-hmm. a photo shoot and my clothes are everywhere and my shoes are everywhere. So it's funny. It's like, yeah, I can be, or I, I probably could be organizing the rest of my life, but like in terms of work or organized. Yes. Yeah. No, literally like that's the same with me when I like come home from a photo shoot because we're exhausted. We yeah. just spent like eight hours shooting photos like you get home and I just t- I'm, I'm not going to spend time hanging up my clothes. I'm exhausted. Yeah. No, I just toss it in there. I'm the same. And that's exactly why my room is trash. <laughs> and <laughs> next one is perfectionist. I feel like both of us kind of like we have tendencies. We have tendencies. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like being a perfectionist, depending on what your role is can be a strength, right? Like if you are an accountant, the numbers have to literally like (laughs) have to add up. Or you're doing your job wrong. (laughs) Or you're doing it wrong. But but then there's other things where I feel like sometimes perfectionism becomes an inhibit. Like it actually doesn't allow you to to complete a task or or grow as a creator because you're just focused on like making sure everything's perfect. So it can go both ways. Yeah, because if you're spending too much time being like, I'm literally not going to release this to the world until it's perfect. I think your course is your first course is a good example of that. Yeah. And like now I think that's an example of you growing in that trait because like Mm -hmm. your first course you were like, ah, what do I like? You know, it's like I feel like it it wasn't really that bad at all. Like it's just you wanted it to be perfect. I did. And so then when you released it, but then you gained that confidence, you were like, wait, like, this was great. Like, I loved everything that I covered. Like, I have so much more knowledge I want to add. And like, that's when your next few courses launch. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think that is a skill that you can also work on. Risk taker, risk averse. I don't really know. Which way are you, do you lean? I don't know. I, it's funny. I used to be very risk averse. I feel like in my career, in my finances, like where I was like, did not want to take risks because I was afraid of them. As I've gotten older and more confident, I've become more of a risk taker with confidence though, right? And so again, can be a strength or weakness depends on where you're at in your career and what your role is, right? Sometimes in specific roles, it is a strength to be a risk averse person and you have to be cautious about what decisions you make. And in other roles, you should. it really pays to be a risk taker. So it just depends. I feel like I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say I don't know for this one. Okay, I really that's can't okay. Think about it. Competitive, 1 million percent. Uh, to a fault, probably. I'm like a little aggressive. <laughs> I feel like comes- I'm not as... Well, I'm competitive within me, if that makes yes. sense. Yeah, you like compete with yourself, kind of. Yeah. You're like, I want to do... Yeah. That's how I make it a, a strength, for yes. sure. See, that's... I think like when you're kind of like competing against yourself and you're trying to improve, that's like a really good way to have like a positive... Yeah competitive trait and then are you big picture or detail oriented it's funny i think i'm big picture that's my strength because i'm i like to lay out my overarching goals yeah that's yeah that's you yeah and then whenever like i give advice right like i always with whoever i'm talking to i'm like okay but what like what's your overarching goal yeah but then with that being said like with some of the details sometimes i miss them like i do miss details not Mm -hmm. not intentionally but like because i'm focused on like the broader photo, like, broader picture, I, I can miss things. So it's like, yeah, my strength's big picture, but sometimes with the details, I do miss that and that can be a weakness. It's like, what's the what's the goal? Like, what are we trying to get to? Yeah, yeah. you're like queen of goals. 
We should dub you Queen of Goals. <laughs> I'm going to get you for your birthday. I'm going to get you one of those little name plays Perfect. for your desk. Queen of Goals. Love it. Yeah, for me, I feel like I honestly like I know this sounds kind of funny because I don't like think of myself as a detail oriented person, but I really think I am. Yeah. Like everything, like especially like the littlest things. Like when I'm out editing a PowerPoint presentation, I'm just like, it needs to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Like for work, I'm just like, it literally needs to be perfect. And that's where it can be a strength though, right? Especially if you're like delivering a training or presenting to a customer, right? Like it's yeah. helpful to lay out those details. Yeah. And see, like big picture is like a little tougher for me because I like fix like fixate on like the day to day almost. So mm-hmm. see, there you go. Positive. I feel like that can be a strength or a weakness depending again in the situation you're in. Toxic positivity yeah, is it, real and depends. it's bad. I don't like toxic positivity. I'm trying to like avoid that. Like I find myself being like, oh, well, you don't have as bad as bad as other people. Like when I'm sad, that's a bad positive trait that's not good yeah but at the but then like on the flip end right like a strength could be like if you're learning a new skill and just being like well i'm learning a new skill and this is where i'm at yeah uh, it it doesn't sound like you're being positive but you're not being negative so it's like oh like you have a better attitude towards that yeah and then writing and editing skills i feel like that just kind of comes with the territory mm-hmm. yeah i think those are both our strengths yeah agreed all right, you guys. So you can go down that list and like figure out what your strengths or negatives are. That was an unintended exercise, but I thought that would be fun. That was fun. So you can just hear it in real time, you know, like, and the discussion. And you might have that internally or you might have that with a friend, but hopefully that helps you figure out like what your strengths or weaknesses are. So another way to free up your time as a creator is to ask yourself how you want to strategically spend your time. Once you have a picture of your strengths and weaknesses, where you're currently spending your time and your business processes laid out, you should take the time to reflect on where you want to spend your time as a creator. If there's an area in your business that you really don't enjoy doing and you don't want to learn that specific skill, you should consider outsourcing it in the future. If you're learning a new platform like TikTok, you might feel uncomfortable creating short form videos at first, but you want to improve your video editing skills. So you want to dedicate more time to that app. There is no wrong way to build your schedule as a creator. You get to decide how you want to spend your time in the most meaningful, impactful way as possible. And then the next one is to batch content. Oh my gosh, you guys, batch your content. (laughs) Batching, for anyone who doesn't know, means that you dedicate time to write or create a bunch of posts in one sitting. So content batching, it's just a really great productivity tool that helps you save time and helps you be more productive. We're batching right now. We are. Look at us. Batching. Mm -hmm. Batching bitches. See, this is what I'm talking about. Sometimes my brain just says random things. This is what, like, this is where, you know, that this is one of my weaknesses. But we are batch uh, recording. I was yeah. going to say shooting. That's not it. We're yeah. batch recording the podcast episodes right now, just in one day and a couple hours after work. And then we, we're going to have them through August. Yeah. September. Yeah. Through September. So, well, not through the end of September, yeah. beginning of September, mm-hmm. but still, like, th- that is so helpful. Like, there's a few other examples of batching your content as a creator. For example, brainstorming reels and TikTok ideas for the next week. You could shoot multiple outfits in one session. You could write three to five Instagram captions out all at once, outline three to four blog posts or podcast outlines a month, film a handful of videos at one time, edit a handful of videos at one time time just doing that all at the same time that kind of like feeds back to a point emma made earlier in the series about like your brain like and making it hard to like switch between 
all of these different tasks, like your brain wants to do one thing at a time. So let it. Yeah, it's so much easier. So another way to free up your time as a creator is to outsource. So outsource is a business practice that can help free up your time and help you achieve your business goals. When you outsource a job, you find someone else to complete a set of steps a set of tasks or statement of work so you can focus your energy elsewhere in your business. Outsourcing requires resources. So here are a few things creators can outsource if they're looking to grow and scale their business. A virtual assistant to either post content, engage with their community, or help with inbox management. A website designer to help redesign their website and branding. Pinterest managers to schedule pins, create idea pins, and drive traffic to your website, and managers to handle brand partnerships, pitching, and email negotiations. I will say, if you've taken the time to outline your business processes and you've identified an area that's time intensive is not and is not aligned with, you know, like something that you're interested in working on as a skill as a creator, I would definitely like think through if you can outsource that task. I really think, I think if I look back as my, on my creative career, especially when I was balancing it with, with my aerospace career um, for six years, I feel like I could have started outsourcing much earlier. Um, mm-hmm. I never, for some reason, like in my head, you guys, I was like, I can't outsource until I actually bring in a profit. Like, why would I continue to like outsource because I I always like outsource photography so in like my early years I was operating at a loss because I was paying for photography and not making any money um you know with my blog and my Instagram and so in my head I was like how could I continue to outsource things when I'm like not even making money yeah but then I realized like now like looking back it's just like reframing your mindset right for in my head, I, I thought you would need to like outsource like a full statement of work. But the truth is you could outsource like three to five hours a week. Yeah. Like it's not like you have to like hire someone full time. But that was like what was in my head because at, at my previous jobs, right, when you would outsource, you know, specific parts to a supplier, it was like a full part, a full statement of work. And so that was just like my previous like beliefs around that. But if you're in a position where you're working full-time and you can bring on a VA or just, you know, someone to create graphics for, you know, your blog or whatever that may be for a few hours a week, I would recommend exploring it. It's so nice. (laughs) Coming from someone who has like zero free time, virtual assistant, manager, Pinterest manager has made my life infinitely easier. Yeah, Literally, don't think I could do it. But again, right, like if you're feeling like you're short of time or you're feeling like you're like spending too much time doing something that you don't want to, I would really recommend actually laying out what that task or what that project or what that whatever platform looks like. And then that way you can say when you do go to outsource and hire, you can literally outline what you want, right? Because you have to know your true need. Exactly. I wouldn't recommend just going out and being like, I need a VA. And then the VA comes and they're like, well, what do you need done? And you have no idea. Yeah. No, it took me a while to like, like, I literally like laid out what I needed done. Like what? And then I was like, what is going to be the best fit for this? Is that going to be a VA? Is that going to be like hiring someone for like one hour a week? Like, what does that look like? And for me, it was a VA. 
Perfect. All right. So thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. If you are enjoying the Own Your Time series, let us know on Instagram, on TikTok, or wherever you want to share, you know, what, what you're enjoying about the series so far. Please rate, review, and recommend the podcast to a friend. And if we haven't connected on Instagram yet, you can find us at Emma's Edition, at Mad Create, and at the Content Creatives Podcast. Sign up for our email newsletter and join our Facebook group, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.